0: so much for Samuel. Amen. Chapter number 24. While you're still looking for that, there's a CD table. It might be old news to some. We are out of prayer journals because we are ordering a new batch and re-editing a few things. So, But if you want to order, uh, if it's okay, Pastor, amen, we'll ship them to the church or however we can do that. Uh, we're still ramping up for some new CDs. The family just talked about putting a conglomerate where the children are adults now. Uh, amen. In January 22. So we're kind of trying to get some stuff going they got self-written songs we got some self-written stuff so we're excited about that hallelujah mean, i don't know where my amen section is anybody with me in the cheap seats back there praise god we're just going to preach a little bit preach a little bit i don't know what time you let out uh, amen it looks like maybe i've got about 35 minutes to you noon o'clockers amen so we're just going is that all right praise god Amen. First Samuel chapter number twenty-four, verse one. And it came to pass when Saul was returned from following the Philistines, that it was told him, saying, "Behold, David is in the wilderness of En Gedi." Amen. Then Saul took three thousand chosen men out of all of Israel and went up to seek David and his men upon the rocks of the wild goats. And he came to the sheepcoats by the way, where was a cave, and Saul went in to cover his feet. And David and his men remained in the sides of the cave. And the men of David said unto him, Behold, the day which the Lord hath uh, the Lord said unto thee, Behold, I will deliver thine enemy into thine hand, that thou mayest do to him as it seemed good unto thee. It's interesting how that the men of David become very spiritual right now. Amen. They begin to quote scripture. They begin to, as if it were, exercise uh, their faith upon him right now. But David arose and then cut off the skirt of Saul's robe privily. And it came to pass afterward that David's heart smote him because he had cut off Saul's skirt. And his heart is smitten. Verse number six, and he said unto his men, now David speaks, the Lord forbid that I should do this thing unto my master. Again, capital L-O-R-D. R-D. Amen. The name of God. He's invoking the name of the Lord. Amen. The Lord's anointed, he does it again, to stretch forth thine hand against him, seeing he is the anointed of the Lord again. Three times, it it, it quotes the emphasis David has, amen, that I'm not going to touch God's anointed, amen, and the anointing of the Lord is in this predicament and situation. And so, of course, the scripture talks about David state his servants with these words and suffered them not to rise against Saul. David rises and goes out afterwards, and there is some conversation between him and Saul. And even at the end of the chapter, Saul says, now I know you'll become the king of Israel. Amen. So if I could, I'd like to just entitle it as so many preachers do in your hearing. Thank you for being such great listeners. Simply today, the secret of the sweet perfume. The secret of the sweet perfume. Could you say that with me? The secret of the sweet perfume praise god could you take that bible put it to your bosom with one hand could you lift another let's go to the lord in prayer right now and ask for his blessing jesus we thank you for everyone that has gathered into this house for the spirit of liberty that we feel here in thy presence is fullness of joy Amen. Thank you for the words we've already heard, for the song that's already been sung. Now help us, oh God, we're binding devils, loosing angels, to minister to the heirs of salvation. We thank you. You're touching Anderson. God, the mayor, the fire department, the police department, the dignitaries, the seeds that have been sown, the water that's flowing, and the harvest to be had. We thank you, Lord, and we give you the praise and the glory today. In Jesus' name. Somebody said, in Jesus' name. Praise God. Hallelujah. Could you place your Bibles down one more time and clap your hands under the Lord? Come on, that's it. Fervently under the Lord right now. Jesus, we're grateful. We're thankful. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Look at your neighbor and tell them I'm not sitting down on the preacher today. Could you do it? If you said it, you may be seated. If not, stand up and try it again. <laughs> Praise God. It's been about a year, amen and uh, but yet I feel it's almost like yesterday, yeah. just coming behind this sacred desk, we ca- count it an honor. Amen, just wherever we go, and I find myself emphatically praying, God, help us behind pulpits. Yes, sir. Help us in this hour. <laughs> it seems as if with all that is taking place in 2020, that we are coming into assemblies that had post this or pre that concerning the concerns of the year. And I'm finding that some are on the fence as if, amen, they've lost their joy. Some yet have gained substantially. I don't know where you are exactly. I'm not sure as a congregation yet what amen is still involved, but I feel somebody, amen, is rearing to love the Lord, and to go further. This is our greatest hour. Daniel talked about great exploits in the last days, and I'm hanging on to that. How about you? I want to, if I could, just begin to ramp up just a little bit, amen, with some scriptures. This is not, uh, amen, altogether part of the main text, but I feel a little ramping up concerning the oil in the scripture. And there's a lot of oil, amen, the whoop and the wharf that you could begin to talk about in the fabric of the seamless 66 throughout the whole word of the Lord. There's all kinds of applications concerning, amen, the oil that flows. In Jeremiah, if I could say, in chapter 8, amen, you know the scripture and it's pretty, uh, uh, could I say, way down in your memory banks, amen, is the harvest is passed in the summer is ended and we are not saved for the hurt of the daughter of my people and my hurt I am black sackcloth and ashes now take a hold of the situation amen astonishment hath taken hold of me brother he is shocked to his Sunday school roots amen I don't know exactly what to expect but my heart is broken concerning that there is no bomb in Gilead and I love this in the sense brother again part of my candy stick is the amen application of archaeology and historicity converging even within this scripture amen he is now as if it were weeping profusively. amen salty tears are streaking down the ashes on his cheeks leaving trails amen is there no balm in Gilead And right here, brother, you could go again to Israel and begin to look at the nice, moderate hills. Some of them look like beautiful landscapes, uh, amen, undisturbed. Some have rocks, shrubs, trees, amen, and we think that's a natural phenomenon, amen. Something's beautiful taking place there. But if you take a cross-section of that hill, once again, you're going to find layers of civilization, amen, that one empire builds upon another. And if I could say, brother, one of those is Gilead that they found. And what's so beautiful about Gilead, amen, and all of those layers, and yes, if I'm not mistaken, they did find the burnt layer of Joshua's campaign in the land of Canaan when he burnt cities, amen, according to God's instruction. Hallelujah. My, When you find that burnt layer, brother, I'll have me a little Holy Ghost conniption, amen, because the chronology is just so perfect, amen, and how it works out. But what was so strange that they found, amen, in Gilead, Gilead is they found an overabundance of clay jars some of them together some of them broken amen whether it be a stamp on the side amen according to the king amen or whether it be debris residue on the bottom they believed that they had found amen the place where the balm of Gilead was manufactured. Oh, hallelujah. They found uh, out of all of the other comparisons of hills and pottery, amen, which was the staple of comparison. They literally believed, brother, that this one here had an overabundance, thousands of jars, which told them this is Gilead. This is the place where the balm or the oil flowed. Somebody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I want to tap into the vein today. Amen. Where the oil is flowing in my soul. A direct path from heaven all the way. I want his DNA to interface with my DNA. Amen. And I want a Holy Ghost intervention. Somebody say hallelujah. hallelujah. So there's something about this oil. You could look again at the Old Testament amen ecclesiastes may be one of the obscure scrolls Amen. begins to say amen that it flies in the amen mixture of the apothecary that makes it stink right. Brother, it may not be one of our favorite scriptures to preach from amen but it alludes to the fact that the oil amen can go bad can become stagnant and stale There is another even flipping to the New Testament. I don't know how she made it through the ADT system, Amen. I don't know how, brother, Uh, she got through the bodyguards, Amen. But she came into the house, broke the box, and the perfume filled the room, Amen. And we're undoubtedly endued with this understanding that Jesus said, "You'll remember her forever." And in 2020, we're still mentioning the lady with the perfume and the oil flows. Hallelujah. <laughs> hallelujah so we could go on and on could I give you just yet another example somebody say I'm still with you preacher Amen. I look, brother, at Ezra, chapter number 7 and verse number 21. And I, even I, or Texaxes, the king, do make a decree to all the treasures which are beyond the river, that whatsoever Ezra the priest, the scribe of the law of God of heaven, shall require of you, it shall be done speedily. <laughs> use FedEx. Amen. Use UPS. Use Fed Up. Whatever you've got to find, make sure, amen, you night that thing to him if he's in need Ezra is the temple Nehemiah is the construction of the wall Ezra, Nehemiah they were in exile they're leaving exile amen and a carnal king says whatever y'all need it's coming your direction oh come on somebody how much more if a carnal king can give you everything that you want abundantly above how much more amen our father amen knows how to give good gifts in the house of the lord Whoa, somebody say yes goes on to say and I got to hasten brother but it says unto a hundred talents of silver unto a hundred measures of wheat hundred baths of wine and to a an hundred baths of oil somebody say wheat wine and oil Amen. And here's the kicker. Amen. And salt without prescribing how much. Amen, brother. On everything else, there was a limitation. Amen. But the carnal king knew that salt makes you thirsty. Amen. Makes you, amen, desire a little more than before. Amen. So he simply said, I'm going to load you down with salt. So if you need more wheat, amen, you can ask for it. If you need more oil, it's coming. I want to make you desire more than what you want to desire. Amen. I believe the salt factor is in the house right now come on, amen, they that love the Lord with all their heart, amen soul, strength and mind endure us with this oil, this power from on high, could you clap your hands under the Lord one more time, hallelujah amen amen Amen. somebody go (laughs) whoo yeah, amen just ramping up just showing you a little bit Amen. The multiplicity of usages, whether it be balm, perfume, oil, the mixtures. We could go to Exodus 30 that talks about the cinnamon, the calamus, the myrrh and the mixtures. Insomuch, amen, the incense mixture. How that we cannot replicate that or duplicate that without consequence. That not even a stranger could take a hold of that or we would be cut off from the children of Israel. God is picky about what it smells like. God's picky about what it looks like. Amen. Somebody say he knows how to fix the mix. Yeah. Hallelujah. And with the anointing with all our lives, he knows how to fix the mix. Yeah. Yeah. Let's look at this then, brother. I'm diving back in. Amen. to this in Gidai predicament. Amen. Here's David. You talk about a straining situation. Now, in Gedi, uh, and Brother Lang, you've been there. Brother, I think you've been there. Israel, different ones have been there. One of our favorite stops is, amen, this in Gedi experience. And I think you already know, amen, just by these preachers telling you. But in Gedi is, as if it were, one of the natural phenomenons of Israel. It belongs to their uh, nature department park system amen, that you receive the brochure and it gives you all the maps, there's trails. you you got to get the picture, saints. It's, it's as if it was, of course, the Dead Sea right here. And I love the Dead Sea, brother. It's the lowest place on earth. I remember staying at the hotel at the Dead Sea, amen. And being host, we got the bigger room and, uh, you know, oranges, apples, and a little bit of wine we didn't open up, Hallelujah. But all of these things that were gifted to us, amen, so we had the bigger balcony, so we said, come on, everyone, amen, let's just kind of camp out here and talk a little while, inspiration, but the Israeli Air Force was doing some kind of maneuvers, and so our F-35s that they modified for themselves are coming in from the distance over the Dead Sea. It's the only place on earth where, amen, a jet plane can fly under sea level. My, you can't beat that with a sh- hallelujah. And here it comes. And we could see the lights just, wow, we were all attentive. We knew what was going on. Whoa. Brother, I did a little jig on the platform right there. Hallelujah. I felt like David and Goliath. Go get up. Hallelujah. Praise God. Something powerful about that. Amen. You could feel almost the percussion waves right on the, the balcony. It's right there, brother. You could look over in the daytime. See the hills of Moab where Ruth came from. And the Nebo Moses on the top. The different things that cascaded over the hillsides on the other side of Jordan. You could look at the very mouth, as it were, and where the Jordan River empties out into the Dead Sea. It's not far from there where I mean, the children of Israel went over on dry ground. <laughs> Somebody say miracle. Same place where Jesus was baptized of John the Baptist. brother. all kinds of vantage point from right there. If you went a little further, you could see Jericho. Amen. Just from the distance, right over there. It's not far from the Jordan River. Jericho where the walls came tumbling down because the praises went on up. Oh, Amen. Go a little further. You'd have to go up to Jerusalem, but couldn't see it from there. But in that upward swing, but on the Israeli side. Brother, it's beautiful. You've got the Qumran caves just a little further. Amen. Amen. From there. And then, of course, on the other side, you've got Masada. Amen. The last stand and the dusty stand. You can go up there and feel the patriotism of the hour. Amen. But right in the middle of all that was this in Gedi. You go up maybe an eighth of a mile or wherever it was to the top of the red cliffs and bluffs, and there at the top of it, or at least to a degree, is a 30-foot waterfall. It was just awesome. Great for pictures. Great for everything. I mean, brother, this is one of their natural reserves. They don't have smoky bear, they've got the eye (laughs) bats. I even bought one of those stuffed animals. Amen. They got all kinds of animals that so this is this is no wonder David and Saul were here. This is the pilot or love's truck stop of the area. This is where you can get out and get a coke. This is where you can stretch out just a little bit. No wonder that there's there's plush greenery. Everywhere. I love the trails, brother, the differentiation of trails. Amen. It's even on one side. Amen. I remember we're going up and there's a little metal bar. They're following the leader. (laughs) Follow me if you can. And we've got this metal bar. There's a 20-foot drop over here. Don't worry about it. Just stick with me. Praise God. And then you had these as if it were tunnels, because the water from above is flowing down to the Dead Sea. It's like green tunnels, like the Amazon, bamboo, if you please. And we're walking from one rock to the other, brother. You know I'm talking. water flowing between them. Anybody getting this picture? (laughs) How about you over here? Hallelujah. Anybody seeing this yet? Animals, brother, ibex, and they got these. They got these tree badgers. Oh yeah, brother, about the size of a opossum, I think. Amen. I don't go for opossum. Anybody eat possum here? Hallelujah. Don't raise your hand. <laughs> you know what kind of opossum I like? I like Himalayan opossum. Himalayan on the side of the road. Hallelujah. <laughs> oh, Amen. But everything was there. Beautiful. No wonder they were camped out there. So I bring you there. And I got to hasten. Amen. They bring you there. And I bring you there for this reason. That here is, and there's caves as if it were everywhere. I don't know what cave it was, but David was on the inside of that cave. I don't know, sip on an lemonade if you please with his men. But they were resting because somebody's pursuing with javelin, spear, and sword. Hey Amen. They're tanking up on some extra water in their canteens. They're ready to rumble and roll, but they got to stretch out. Hey Amen. All of a sudden, Saul comes into the cave, and there's brother David right now. Whoa! And he puts his men back against the wall like wallpaper. Saul's <sighs> in the house. And David's men, brother, amen, begin to say, Go ahead, David. This is your excuse. This is your time. How impeccable is this? Come on. Yes. I mean, they're preaching to him a sermon. Why not? You've got every right. You've been ducking and tucking tail, amen, for so long. It's time to get them. Go ahead. And all the people, these were men of David, lion like men that could gargle gasoline and spit fire. They had biceps in their earlobes. These guys were tough. Same, amen. They're even invoking the name of the Lord. David, do it. And they'd go, he pulls that sword and goes, ah, this is the day. <laughs> oh, and all of a sudden, David instead, amen, with the sword, comes to his knees, slides in as if it were on home base, <laughs> and cuts the hem of the garment. Yeah. Brother, they're wanting yeah. to ravage. What you doing, Brother David? Yeah. Come on, David. Yeah. What's going on? But they withheld, amen, as David said, no. My heart smites me. You got to get the picture, saints. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to move on, but you got to understand this: that the hem identifies them. That's right. In antiquity, brother, Amen. I'm, I'm thankful, brother, that you came on with a hem. It's a nice hem. All it does, though, is keeps you from unraveling from the car to the church pew. And I'm thankful for that. Amen. But you got to understand, saints, I mean, a hymn back then, amen, meant the more embroidery, amen, the more sequence, the more beauty and color, the more rank, authority, and power they possessed. That's why the lady reached out and touched the hem of Jesus' garment because it was one God, one word, identity, and she was healed instantaneously. (laughs) Amen. David said, it's just as if I killed him. And through the concourse of conversation, it was Saul at the end of the chapter that says, now I know you're going to become the king of Israel. Why? Because I believe, brother, the kingly identification was resting in David's hands. But David understood, brother, how to throttle, amen, to go forward or to restrain in the anointing. Part of what I'm preaching here today in 2020, 2021. And the flip side of is of everything is do we have the diverseness? Do we have, amen, uh, as if it were spiritual reception? And a brother, you preached it looking into his his eyes, his face. Do we have a sensitivity of the anointing that when God says go forward, we go forward. When God says throttle it, restrain it, amen, we know how to pull back. David had that kind of anointing and he knew in his hour this is how I've got to handle it this is how I've got to protect what God's doing all the way around me somebody needs the whole package of amen how to handle the anointing of the Lord in this hour I'm not leaving it up for grabs. I'm not going to let the world exploit the promise that I've got on the inside. Come on somebody. you got the greatest gift. And that's called the gift of the Holy Ghost on this side of heaven. And i got to make sure that I know how to handle that anointing. Brother, I've got to know when to lay hands on the sick and they recover, or i got to know how when I can find a closet somewhere and bring my petitions before God. Does anybody have a Davidic kind of sensitivity with the oil that comes from above? Could you clap your hands under the Lord one more time? (laughs) I may have preached it before, brother, but let me just reiterate tonight, today... Amen, there's different kinds of presses in Israel, and one was that wine press in Israel. Amen, they knew, brother, that you couldn't have any shoes on. You had to know that the very, could I say, most sensitive part of the body is the bottom of your feet. Anybody know that? Brother, it's like when I bought my son some Legos, and I wanted to pray for him on the other side of the room, but the lights were out. I understood that the most sensitive part of the body. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. How many are hearing me now? They knew it, brother. We were in Nazareth, and I remember in Nazareth, they had this. They found it. They found it. Amen. You could call it Podoc town of yesterday. 300, 500, 600 people, maybe, in Jesus' hometown. Amen. Shoot town. That's where the shoot Nazareth. Nazareth. That's Shoot town. <laughs> Ooh. Oil town. Yeah. And there it was. And I asked him, I said, "Uh, and do you think, I know this is tourism kind of questions because we're always looking for this. Do you think Jesus marched in this? Do you think he was in the wine press? Oh, sure. Because families took turns. Amen. So Mary, Joseph, Jesus, and his siblings probably grabbed a hold. Amen. And they went around and around squishing grapes. Oh, yeah. Without shoes on. Why is because you do not want to crush the seeds, the seeds make it bitter. And there's got to be a sensitivity, a throttling. God knows how to bring the joy. Somebody say there's joy in the juice. <laughs> Look at your neighbor, say there's J in the J. Hallelujah. What are you preaching, preacher? Oh, yeah. That's sensitivity. Amen of the grapes. But there's other presses there, and that is called an olive press. We've seen it, brother. There's this huge rock, and there's this galley, and alley, valley there to where another rock and the connection of a beam where a beast of the field or maybe humankind would go around and around crushing the olives, and you wanted everything crushed because the best is in the seeds of an olive. So if you've been praying for some anointing and how to sing and God, please help me to preach and help me to administer in Pentecostal services. What's my direction? Prepare for even some crushing because the virgin olive oil is on the inside. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So whether it be, amen, the restraining, just let the joy flow and there's not much work work to it and I can drink from the well. Or maybe it's the crushing and the sweat and the seeds that, amen, because the good stuff was gathered to the priests to be used to light the lanterns, amen, and the lamps and holy precincts. It's the first fruits of my offering is the crushed seeds of my anointing. David knew this exercise between the grapes, And the olives, hold back, man, no, leave them alone. Amen, I'm not going to touch God's anointed. Could somebody lift their hands under the Lord and say, God, give me, give me, please, I plead. I beseech, God, give me this kind of sensitivity in this last day. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah, brother. We need this in this day. We are in a war. Amen. They are in a war against reality. Brother, they amen have taken everything and shaken it up. All that could be shaken is gonna be shaken in our generation. There is the spirit of a lawlessness, amen, that is coming to our land. Brother, there was a pastor I was riding with them. Amen. I said, Brother, you know what I feel? I said that the, the one word is lawlessness, and the spirit of lawlessness, the Antichrist, is in our day. There's this confusion. Brother Fry, you preached it so well. Amen. Some of us have heavy burdens. Amen. Let me tell you something. Thing. Communism is the sense that they will bring. New world order brings the problem and the vice grip. And then they come up with the so-called solution. If you want a way out, it's not a Syria, It's not Syria. Hello, somebody. It's not flowing with the glow of some stinking chameleon that changes colors to every fad and fashion. Amen. But you find it in the face of Jesus. You find it in the oil. What you're feeling... It's a reset that's trying to take place. And somebody's got to buck up against the system. There's no time to be insecure with the anointing that God has given us. But pray for more oil. If a carnal king can give it without restriction, how much more will Jesus pour it on? <laughs> Whoa! It's the no bomb in Gilead. God knows how to do it. This is where we're living, brother. I, I know, I know. You may have heard it. There's 112 genders now in America. Brother, you preach it so well. Snowflake. Oh, they're petting golden retrievers in obscure rooms. Oh, I thought there were only two genders. Anybody with me? Yes. Sir. Thank you, This pa- Is this okay? It do not matter what you all think. It's okay with them. Praise God. 112. Can I go through them all? No. But there's a couple. Brother, one of them was the glass. The glass gender. That's not a gender. That belongs to some gemstone or something stupid. Amen. The glass gender. I guess, brother, it's because you don't want to bump into them. They're easily offended. You're going to bruise them. They're snowflakes. Amen. I'm not preaching against people, but the spirit. Amen. Then there was helium people. Helium. Oh, yeah. Warm, glowing gender. Really? Just helium. I think they're full of hot air. (laughs) But this is what this lawlessness, brother. We just came from Joplin, Missouri, amen. Thursday morning, and I want to simply say I thank the Lord for the opportunity. But just preached a red sky eschatology prophecy seminar. We've been doing this for probably thirty-five years. Just trying, trying to keep up. I'm no Holy Joe from Kokomo, but I do know, amen, that we're living in the last of the last, brother. I believe we're living in the decade of destiny. Not just because of the pandemic and Corona, Bologna and everything else. Amen. Don't be wrong. There's a real element. I understand. I've had some close people. Amen. But I'm hearing this. Amen. That it's not time to get shook up. But it's time to look up. Because our redemption is drawing nigh. Somebody's got to make up in the mind I know how to flow with the anointing. I'm not going to sit somewhere in a corner. I won't be cataracted or callous or cold, but I'm stepping out from where I am. God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of love and of power and of a sound mind. Somebody's got to say, God, let me exercise in the oil. I might have to crush some grapes, and I might have to press some olives, but whatever it is, give me the spirit of David in these last days. Woo! Shachadarabashah! <laughs> Brother, we taught a seminar there that says against all gods. We have a PowerPoint situation. It's not against all odds. Against all gods gods with a small g. How that the gods of antiquity, which are demons of old, from Baal, etc that have come, and the veil is getting thinner, so where the gods of old are representing themselves in their case, trying to get a hold of the council of God, which is the mountain of God, which is Zion, the mountain of Zion. That's why Jerusalem, Jerusalem is in the epicenter of this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What God's going to simply do is he's going to put a hook in all of their mouths. He's going to draw them to battle, the battlefield of Armageddon. And Jesus is going to show up and show off. Yes. <laughs> Somebody say yes. yes. Can, I go, can I go a little further? Somebody clap your hands again. I feel. <laughs> Are you still with me in section A, B, C, D, E? Anybody with me in E over here? Hallelujah. I'm sorry, brother. I'm getting a little too... I'm sorry. You're in the splash zone. Praise God. (laughs) I might spray it instead of say it. Praise God. But hear hear this. So, what I'm trying to bring up... Somebody say, secret of the sweet perfume. Can you say it? Secret Secret. of the sweet perfume. This is what I want to get to today. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to hasten. Praise God. I got four minutes. Anybody with me? <laughs> Amen. But I want you to see this. There is a place, archaeologically, that they discovered. It was our tour guide that gave me this information. I say thank you. He, he sometimes slips some information. It's like, this is cool. I like this. And they literally found a city of Engedi. Now, in David's time, it wasn't there. 3,000 years plus ago, it wasn't there. But the city was created. Brother, I don't know if you've been there. I've never been there. He sent this to me and I thought, oh next time we go amen i gotta get there it's a smaller kind of city amen but they discovered this city of engedi uh this is going to help your date wise but it's right around 325 ad or so maybe a little bit further down the road amen the city came into fruition that's when they built it it was post pentecost post calvary and so but archaeologists not too long ago maybe some years here but have discovered this city of engedi about 800 meters, if I could use that word, from the very head of the a trail that goes up. 800 meters or so. They discovered this, and they've really got it planned out. Now they've got it uh, tented. I was looking at some pictures and just plaques and things they have really added to this place. Don't you want to go there? Hallelujah. And uh, what was so interesting in all of this is that it had, just like the overabundance of jars at Gilead, this place had an overabundant size of a synagogue for the size of the city it's almost as if you put washington dc in the center of anderson i don't think i'd want that but just the comparison this administrative center sort of that just outsizes everything around us and so the synagogue was huge. You could go there, saints. And I, I, the, the pictures, and I'm, I'm going to try to see it in life. But, hey amen, there it is. From what I understand, they, the, 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 the pattern of the mosaics on the floor. Mosaics are awesome. I, I love mosaics. It's a whole picture of, picture of the past. Right. It, it's just like they not too long ago found uh, Magdala, the city of Magdala. They found a synagogue there. And if Jesus visited every synagogue... Amen. We got to actually step right next to the very place where Jesus spoke. As a matter of fact, they found the podium. It's under acrylic kind of glass or something. It says, do not touch, temper, whatever. (laughs) I, in my apostolic mind, wanted to just move the acrylic over and with reverence begin to preach over that pope. Because Jesus most likely spoke over that podium. But I didn't want to end up in an IDF jail. So we just continued on. <laughs> I'm sorry, saints. I'm having a good time. Whether you are or not. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. I feel Holy Ghost in the house. Woo! So let me just explain it. Look at your neighbor. Say he's going to explain something to you. I just want to explain this real quick. Hey, Amen. So with this, they found... On the Engedi synagogue floor, cyclic circles, and Amen, Abraham Yetzech and you had, Amen, all of the genealogy, brother of the forefathers. What better place to bring your Sabbath school kids? Yeah. Because it's like the flannel board, you know, with David and Goliath on the walls. Anybody remember that? <laughs> I love David's depiction, you know. <laughs> How many remember that in, in Sunday school? Four people. Put up a flannel board here. We need something. <laughs> I remember I couldn't, for, I was saved at 11 years old, so I remember real well they put it up there. <laughs> 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 Oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> but you got to see the saints. Amen. What better place to bring them to remember things and situations just like that? Amen. It's embedded in my mind. You could tell. <laughs> brother, where's Brother Jordan at? Where's Brother Fry? I think we, we would have jumped in the flame together. Just, just together. Amen. But you you, you got to see this. And then, of course, the ark where they would put the Torah scroll in this self-same synagogue. Amen. Was closest to Jerusalem. And they always have it closest they can to Jerusalem. So it's on that Jerusalem wall. And down below that, if I'm not mistaken, is four Hebrew stanzas, sentences, clauses, or it could say almost curses or blessings. Four of them, brother. Now, brother, I'm, I'm, I'm learning to read. <laughs> you could probably snap that off. The- <laughs> Amen. Ivrit. Hallelujah. And, and, and so, but from we understand the translation, can I give you the four, what they were? One of them is that you will not quarrel inside the synagogue. You zip the lip instead of zigzag. Some of the most busiest bones in Pentecost is the jawbone. You're going to watch out for the little red devil behind the white pearly gates. And say, God, help me not to quarrel. That's true. Amen. Brother, when I'm blessed with pulpit and pastors and pews and saints of God, I've got nothing to complain about. <clears throat> <CU> Woo! Somebody say yes. <translation> he's given us a life. Mayim, Chaim, the living water is in the house and he's flowing. <laughs> Second thing, don't quarrel outside the synagogue. Don't take your quarrel outside. But don't talk about somebody else to the Walmart attendant. Did you hear about the pastor's wife? They could care less. If you're selling peanut brittle, then mention it. The peanut brittle. But keep your pastor's wife and pastor out. Don't talk about the saints. (laughs) Is this Okay. Inside, outside. Why? Third one. Don't. It's on the floor. Don't steal. Don't steal. Anybody ever see this? Why would you all of a sudden don't steal? How about don't do this or that? But don't steal. Why? What's going on here? The last of it, amen, gives us the antidote, the catalyst of what's going on. And it says here this. I don't know if this is a bombshell to you or not, but my amen. It, it slapped it on my lap when I read it. It simply said this. Of course, don't quarrel inside. Keep things hushed when you go outside. To the goyim and the goy and the gentiles, just, just just understand that. And don't steal, because what you have can be easily attained by little employment. It's okay. Why? Because the fourth stanza says this: Keep the secret of the city. What? what? Keep the secret of the city? Here's why, brother. For some reason, economically, that's why they could build a bigger synagogue. That's why it says, shh on the inside, shh, on the outside. You don't have to steal, there's an abundance. This is storehouse, property, plush land. Amen. Water, animals for the oh, for the meat and the hind, and we're we're okay. But here's what archaeologists commentaries, other theologians have gone to clank their heads together and said simply, this has got to be, just like Gilead, the mill, whereas Cleopatra said in the historicity of those books, I've got some expensive perfume somewhere from around the Dead Sea. The Dead Sea. And they said, wait a minute. It's on the floor. They would have never had the clue. They would have never had the, it has to be right here. They have the secret amongst the congregation of the sweet perfume. And they wanted people to kind of keep it under the hat, under wraps. Don't just, don't just blab your mouth. Amen. Loose lips, sink ships. And so just keep it at bay. Amen. Don't exploit it. Don't let everybody know because we'll lose our income and our families will be dispersed. This is is of optimum importance. And so, so, just in a nutshell, I preach to someone today. You've got the best perfume and the secret of the oil on the inside and it's time to keep the secret of the sweet perfume I'm not saying you can't teach a Bible study I'm not saying you shouldn't go to the rooftops and shout it and hang doorknob hangers or whatever but I'm saying this it's not for sale I'm not going to let the world exploit it it's not for a different mixture it's not for a different mix I gotta keep it pure on the inside out (laughs) come on somebody keep the secret keep the secret keep the secret of the sweet perfume amen since the devil has painted a bullseye on each and every one of us to try to strip us of our spiritual vitality the only way that you can have the blessings you have saints in the bigger synagogue that you have It's because you got the blessing on the inside, Samson. What are you going to do with it? And she continued day and night. Come on, come on. You said it was in the reeds, and it's not in the reeds. You said it was in the ropes, Samson. Don't you love me? And it's not in the ropes. Where's the secret of your strength today? And the devil's trying to yeah. seek out the secret. in your sweet spot, your sweet spot, your closet spot, your havarim, your friend spot, your discipleship, your talmudim, amen, of Jesus. And you know him, and he knows you. We live in the age of distractions. Yeah. Here's the key, brother. And as a preacher, I find this so important in my life is that I got to somehow manage the miracle on the inside with a world that's messed up on the outside. Oh, yeah. so with all the distractions, Pastor. Luke. <laughs> I gotta recognize those that pull from, from me in the wrong way and distractions. And, amen. It disturbs my study and my Torah study and my Amen Brit study, brother. Amen. And, amen. And I gotta somehow say God help me to manage. The anointing like David did. Help me to know how to, amen, see the graves. Help me to know, amen, how to plow through the olives. Help me to know when to take, God's going to take care of this for me. That's how they could afford a big synagogue. That's how what they said, it's just written on the floor. Amen, so they could see it. Brother, they had astronomy there with different constellations, not astrology, astronomy. Amen. Beautiful talking about the king of the universe, the Malachalom, that knows how to take care of you. (laughs) It's enough in the house. I don't have to go to the world, brother. Friday, that's right. (sighs) Hallelujah. Brother, if I'm not mistaken, also the bread, the bread. In the tabernacle it was the bread of his presence, is the bread of his face. I'm not trying to add. But when they ate the bread, they, they ate the presence. They consumed the face of God. I was, telling, I was telling some church, I think it was in Joplin, I said, Hey man, church, what God's going to bring to you is a sensitivity. You, you're, you're flipping into 21, get ready. This is just the spring, uh, springboard. This year has just been the preparation. Look out, devil. We're going to make you wish you never picked on us in the first place. But in the book of Psalms, brother, I think there's a chapter there and a verse. Please, I, I can't allocate it right now, but it simply says where he looks and where God's glory gazes. You're so tuned in that you automatically gaze or looks where he looks. And I thank God for every year of pastorship. But it's now over four years, almost four years, we're back on the full time road. And brother, we're living the dream. But understand, amen, like never before. I don't want to use the pulpit as a display case for some so called talent. I don't want to just come in and look the part in like some plastic Pentecostalism or some Weight Watcher worship. Amen. God help me to be the real deal. I never want to reveal the secret. I never want to let the devil know what makes Jesus and I tick in the prayer room. I never want to give up this relationship with the Lord. I'm going to hear in the preach, keep the secret. It's in my hair. It's in my hair. Samson revealed the secret of the sweet perfume. Oh, he's a hero in the end, brother, in the book of Hebrews, the book of heroes. He's there. He's there with consequence and price. I don't know, brother, if I'm pronouncing it correctly. Help me today. But Joseph for a garment in KJV. It's beautiful language in the sense of the coat of many colors. And it could have been, brother, it could have been embroidery. It could, maybe the embroidery on it had colors and it's just beautiful. The dyes of the land from trees, plants, maybe the tekelit from the snow. Whatever it was, amen, it's all there. Amen. Tekonot pasim, tekonot pasim, amen, is what it really says in the Hebrew. Tekonot pasim, which was a royal garment. That flowed to the wrists and flowed to the ankles. They could differentiate. That's how they knew Joseph's favorite of father. He had the prince garment. And the only other one in the scripture that has the same garment. And mentioned only one other time. Is Tamar, the daughter of King David. Where the brother came in. And in both instances, prince and princess. The devil tried to strip them, yes. bloody and batter them. Because yes. you wear the identity of royalty in this place. Oh, you bear the secret yes. of a perfume that nothing, no apothecary, can ever match. Oh, God. Could never match in this world. <laughs> Keep the secret. Keep the secret of the city. That's in your heart. Have you found that place of discipleship? Have you found that place of prayer? Your key to survival in this day. And I don't know, brother, if you're pre-trib, mid-trib, and maybe we're just all post-toasties, I'm not sure. But whatever we are, amen. Jesus is coming. And are you ready to find a place of discipleship? <laughs> David knew when to kill giants with that anointing. But David knew when to say not now with that same anointing. Does anybody know what to do with the secret of your sweet perfume in your life? Could somebody just stand to your feet in the house of the Lord? And in the name of the Lord, show Could you lift your hands unto the Lord? oh brother there's more to preach there's more to the Holy Ghost the Holy Ghost is trying to draw somebody that said sister that said brother you're going to need this survival kit at the flip of 21 you're going to need amen to know amen from whence comes your help he's not a carnal king amen but if a carnal king can supply amen according to his riches in his glory kingdom how much more does the Lord know how to give good Gifts and supply in heaven, new in heaven. Come on, somebody. Could you talk to Jesus in the house? Could somebody that's it? Amen. I'm wearing the Prince of the Prince garment. I don't want to be a Samson that reveals in these last days, devil. You can't have my prayer room, devil. You can't have my prayer service before church. You can't invade my altar. I love Jesus too much. I know him too much to fail him now. I'm no longer a fence rider. Amen. Keep the secret of the city. Keep the secret of the sweet perfume. Come on, somebody. Let the Holy Ghost. Come on, that's it, sir. That's it. Hallelujah. If you don't have a relationship with Jesus, it's time to get it. It's time to run. You don't have to fear, sister. You don't have to fear that which is around you. Greater is He that is in me. You've got the power of God. You've got what the world's looking for. Sing it, sister. Sing it. Sing it.